Fantasy Focus Football. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico. See all the ways that you could save. My name is Daniel Dopp here with my best friend, Mike Clay. How you doing, bud? I'm doing uh, I'm doing pretty well and uh, a kind of a blast from the past here. I'm sitting in the radio studio. No I know. video for this one. So this is going back a few years now. It feels a little bit like coming home. I feel like we did bit. so many shows yeah. here. So it's, uh, it's going to be fun. A lot of our off-season shows are going to come out of here. Mike, I want to say I almost didn't show up because... I did such a poor job at bowling on oh, Tuesday no. night, uh, but luckily uh, David Presley and Kyle Sapi, who unfortunately are not able to be here, they are—they uh, both <laughs> crushed it for us. But I, uh, I did not play well either. I uh, was just starting to pick it up, and then uh, it went downhill. I think the lanes were a little rough on us this week. I think but, so. Yeah. But my friend, we survived. That's so, right. Headed to the final four. That's right. Of the ESPN, we bowling are so league. freaking pumped about yes, it. Shout are. out to Brunswick making. Below average bowlers look respectable. That's exactly that right. Should be yeah, there. we did. Pick I don't know it if that's their slogan, got, but it should be. Yeah, we should. <laughs> as soon as we got the the new equipment, suddenly our scores got suddenly better. It's we funny got how that, that works. Amazing. Wow. We're real uh, bowlers now. So all right, we're going to talk about a bunch of way too early wide receiver rankings, Mike, because that's what we do around here. You got so many things in your head. We got to make sure that we get them out so we don't lose them. And we're going to start right off the bat. We're just going to jump right into this because we have a limited amount of time in the studio here. So. I want to ask you one question on how you're approaching specifically the wide receiver position heading into 2023, uh, because there's a lot that happened this last year. I mean, there were a lot of different performances, a lot that we saw within the league. So how are you approaching wide receiver different from 2022 to 2023? Well, I think I'd like to have Justin Jefferson and then go from there, right? (laughs) Uh, Obviously, you look at the top options and you have like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, guys like that, those young superstars, you can feel really good about their floor and ceiling. They're still young. Uh, but you have other guys who are getting up there, right? Like Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup approaching or already 30 mm-hmm. years old, and you wonder, will they drop off a little bit? Uh, and then after that, you know, after those top handful of guys, I mean, it's a lot of guys with similar outlooks or guy, a lot of guys that have really high ceilings or young players coming up or guys who are sort of established. But um, it's deep. It is deep, and it just keeps getting deeper, uh, and it makes it a little tricky to figure out how you, exactly you want to attack it. Do you want to get a tight end early, go running back heavy, and then look for value players and young guys coming up? But as you're going to see as we dive into, uh, we're going to start here at number 24 and work our way down through a couple of uh, over two episodes where we'll go down to number one. You're just going to see how much talent there really is. So even if you miss out early on maybe a you know, a, a top-end receiver, you're still going to have a lot of really, really good players. Absolutely. And in looking at this list of wide receivers, I look at this and I feel like there's still so many names that we're not even going to be able to get to. That's how, just how deep the wide receiver oh, position is here. Yeah. So let's start right off the bat and talk about number 24, rookie this last year, Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about why you have him here at 24, because I feel like he really came on at the end of the season, but he started out obviously a little bit slow. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, so I have some notes here that I took as I prepped for this, and there's going to be a similar trend the first like four or five receivers, yeah. and you'll pick it up as we move along here. But uh, yeah, Lave, terrific, right? First round pick for the Saints, and he looked the part. 72 catches, over 1,000 yards, had only four touchdowns. I mean, he finished 25th in fantasy points, but I remember all the quarterback issues they had throughout the season. Oh, Andy yeah. Dalton was in and out. Taysom Hill at times was playing quarterback again. Uh, he had his moments, obviously. And of course, Jameis Winston started the season and didn't go particularly well. Uh, but the usage was huge. 27% target share, the sixth highest average depth of target, which is interesting. Obviously, we like those vertical targets. The efficiency was outstanding, eighth in yards per outrun. So uh, I think the short and long of it with Alave is he's a hit. 
right? They yeah. took a first round uh, shot on him. He looks like the real deal. He is their number one receiver. Michael Thomas technically under contract, but I think that that will change very soon. He'll either be traded or most likely released by uh, by the Saints after the, his contract restructure to facilitate that. Uh, but again, the big question is who will Alave's quarterback be? Uh, that's going to drive where he ends up settling in into our rankings. But for now, I view him as a mid, we'll say at this point, a borderline wide receiver too. But there's upside for more. This guy's the real deal. Yeah, are you telling me that uh, Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill all rotating at quarterback isn't the best thing for that a wide receiver bad. fantasy? That, that seems bad. I think the, like Trevor Simeon play a little too. Like, like they, <laughs> it, I mean, remember how well he started, right? Uh, seriously. Uh, he, he started off really well, and then it kind of fell off. He missed a little time with the injury, but... It was hard to count on him in the second half of the season because of those quarterback problems. But yeah. uh, I think uh, Alave is a guy you'll be happy to have on your team next year. Absolutely. All right, let's jump ahead and talk about 23. And I feel like if quarterback issues plagued the, plagued the last guy, they definitely plagued Michael Pittman, hmm. who I feel like I was waiting to be able to do so many things this year. Didn't work out the way that we hoped. And now you've got him at wide receiver 23 and you're way too early 2023 rankings, Mike. Yeah, you're starting to pick up on the trend. I think so. A little bit. It might be maybe <laughs> the guy under center. We don't know. Who that's going to be for the <clears throat> excuse me the Indianapolis Colts most likely a first round quarterback they're picking early on they could trade up to number one yep. uh, so we'll see what they do I do expect it to be a first round uh, quarterback but Pitt, look Pittman uh, maybe lacked a bit of a ceiling last year uh, but overall 99 catches 925 yards and four touchdowns finished wide receiver 20 he's been a top 20 receiver two years in a row now uh, but his yards and touchdowns were down a little bit last season targets and catches up but yards and touchdowns down again in an offense that was struggling with that quarterback position uh really kind of slid off after a decent start he had two top 12s early on both were before week seven that was it he had no more of the rest of the season so kind of was lacking an upside uh but again you look at things like his average depth of target yards per catch yards per target all were near the bottom of the wide receiver position you would expect a better quarterback situation to help rectify that. So, again, Pittman's a player I believe in. He's going to see a lot of volume. He can be used all over the field. Young player. Still super we young. Just, yeah. We just have to figure out who that quarterback is going to be. Uh, but, again, for now, I think this is a player that if he's your wide receiver three, you feel great in 10-team leagues. If he's your wide receiver two, I think he can survive that there as well. Yeah. Hopefully this next year is going to be much different than it was in 2022 with all of the things they had going on under center there because that was just not a recipe for success it's the for same Michael thing Pittman. We just, yeah, we just, Matt Ryan struggled. Nick Foles was in there. He struggled. Sam, Sam Ellinger. Ellinger. I yep, mean, it was, it was just a disaster. And he still, he got 99 passes. Yeah. 99 passes in that situation. And Paris Campbell's a free agent. We'll see if he's back. I mean, they don't have it, a, an established dominant number one tight end at this point. They like to use do that by rotation. Alec Pierce, we'll see. I mean... You know, new coaching staff there, obviously, in Indianapolis, Shane Steichen, he had a lot of success in, in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. So uh, there's reason for optimism here. It's just a matter of hitting on the quarterback position. Well, speaking of new coaching staffs, let's move to 22, where Terry McLaurin gets to add Eric Bieniemy as his new assistant offensive coordinator. How is Eric Bieniemy going to come in and be able to impact what McLaurin and this commander's offense does? Yeah, and this will be the first time he's really calling the plays Bieniemy. He was the OC in Kansas City. He goes to Washington now, and he'll take control in place of Scott Turner. Uh, there in in Washington. And I feel like, uh, you know, we love Terry McLaren. We know that he's probably a top 10, 12 talent at wide receiver in the NFL. Just hasn't really gotten over the top from a fantasy perspective because of some of the things you just talked about. Uh, and, and specifically, guess what? The quarterback position. Uh -huh. We don't know who the quarterback <laughs> is going to be right now. It's Sam Howell. Uh, it seems like a bold plan by them for sure. 
uh, to make him their number one. They must have seen something that they like in, in practice, but uh, I expect them to add someone else to that room. But look, again, I, we still feel like we haven't reached the peak with McLaurin, and he's coming off a season with 77 catches, almost 1,200 yards, five touchdowns. He was the number 14 scoring fantasy receiver. That was a career best. Uh, only 23rd in points per game. He did hold up and appeared in all the games um, last season. Target share was down a little bit for him last season. Uh, he's actually never finished top 10 in targets. That's something that really? you would expect maybe the enemy to try to fix in this Washington offense. But uh, efficiency was really good. It's a guy that can get downfield, has really good speed. There's a reason his nickname, I like to call him F1. Yep. Matthew didn't like that yeah. when he was here. <laughs> I like the F1, uh, the McLaurin F1 nickname. Um, but... Uh, look, he's fast. He's vertical target. I am a little more nervous about the quarterback situation just because I don't know if they have a, a plan that we feel like. Okay, how good are you going to feel about Washington's offense if it is just Sam Howell? Like it's it's a lottery ticket. Maybe he was a gem fine, but it's a long shot. Yep. But he's going to be a difference maker quarterback. So a little nervous, but I'm buying in on the talent here. So that's why he's a, a borderline top 20 uh, receiver. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Let's move to 21 and talk about Mike Evans, who I don't oh, know. How, this one is tough because Mike Evans was so good, so good up until it felt like last year when the wheels just fell off with Tom Brady. And now you're going into a season where we don't know what's going to happen at the quarterback position. You still, I mean, it's still him and Chris Godwin going to be splitting targets. Mm-hmm. How are you approaching Mike Evans, understanding the way that he fell off in the touchdown department? Yeah, so it's this, four, the fourth straight receiver where you don't know who the quarterback's uh-huh. going to be, right? So this, that's the trend I was talking about, obviously. Uh, no Brady. Right now it's Kyle Trask. They're saying nice things about him. They were doing that last offseason, too, when Brady was retired. He comes back. I I don't think Tampa Bay's done at quarterback. So uh, we'll see what they do there. Still had, uh, again, 1,134 yards, six touchdowns, and 77 catches last season. Was 13th at receiver in fantasy points per game, which might surprise you, right? Because the touchdowns really dropped off from 14 to 6. But targets, catches, and yards were all up from the prior season, right? So his target share did rebound a little bit. I uh, did have a lot of down games, definitely very boom bust, but um, I feel like he had a massive boom game in the playoffs that like yeah. really altered, not altered, but like mm-hmm. it makes those stats feel a little bit better than what they are because by the time that you get to the playoffs, he's burned you so many times you might not have been able to get to that game that you had. Yeah, kind of. I mean, he had that situation where he, he went that long, it was like two, three months without a touchdown, but we kept saying it's coming because he's seeing nine, eight, nine, ten targets, targets yep. and that you're going to soak up points along the way and not totally crush uh, your the people have you on your fantasy team. Um, but the touchdowns weren't there, like you said, until that big barrage late in the season. But look, I mean, he's still playing at a high level. He is uh, about to turn 30 years old. You worry about maybe a little drop off. But the big question here is quarterback. What do they do there? Do they find a way to get a at least a Derek Carr or someone like that? Probably not. They don't have a lot of money to spend. We're just going to have to kind of see what they do at that position. But for now, at the end of the day, you're just saying, OK, this is Mike Evans. We know how good he is. 6'5", not many receivers like that in the NFL. We know what he brings to the table. So for now, we can kind of conservatively call him a borderline top 20 option. It's really interesting because on top of not having a lot of money to spend, the Bucks are like 19th in the first round. Like they're not, they're too far oh, down no. the, the list to be able to get one of those top guys unless someone really slides. Yeah, this is, you know, a lot of times the teams say, oh, it's a, not a rebuild year. It's a, <laughs> like a reload year or yeah. something like it's a rebuild year for yeah. Tampa Bay. I mean, they a lot of their team is a free agent on both sides of the football. Brady's gone. We, they don't have a clear path to getting a quarterback. I mean, it could be like a Jimmy Garoppolo, someone to kind of hold down the fort for a while. 
it's probably going to be rough. But yeah. you know, at the end, if if they do get Garoppolo and Evans is still there, which you would expect he will be, he could still put together another pretty nice season. But it's probably going to be a struggle for Tampa Bay next year. All right, let's move into the top twenty now. Keenan Allen. Checks in mm-hmm. here at 20. This guy has an established quarterback, so we're not really worried about Justin Herbert, but obviously he missed a ton of time last year. That really impacted his fantasy value for fantasy mm-hmm. managers because well, they spent, what, fought for seven games? Seven games without him, which was which was tough. It felt like we were, that the goalpost kept getting moved on when he was going to mm-hmm. come back. We kept waiting and waiting. So how are you approaching Keenan Allen knowing that he, as well, on the other side of 30 going into 2023? Yeah, you're right. He's turning 31 this year, so... Uh, which is a little bit of a concern, but also he is kind of a possession receiver. So yeah. in, uh, especially in PPR, he can survive. But let me ask you a question. So he came back and played eight straight healthy games to finish the season. Where do you think he was in fantasy points per game during those eight weeks? Probably 20. Third. Really? Third, 18.8 per game. He was wide receiver three. That's how good he played those final two months of the season. Top 30 receiver in every game that he played. So he stepped right in there, was right back to good old Keenan Allen and some of his best work, frankly, to be wide receiver three over a two month span. So uh, really good uh, prior to last year, no lower than 13th in, in targets, catches or fantasy points in five straight seasons. So uh, this is a guy, again, that has a really high floor, great quarterback. We expect uh, with they bring in Kellen Moore, of course, there to kind of run the offense in uh, in Los Angeles. And look, this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Say what you want about what happened in Dallas. I mean, they were the best offense in the NFL for a couple months last year. They were scoring four or five touchdowns at will every single week. They were, you know, near the top of, you know, a lot of metrics out there in terms of, you know, Super Bowl favorites from FPI and everything. I mean, they were cruising offensively and obviously didn't work out for Dallas, but uh, Kelmore had something going with that offense. And now he has Justin Herbert, uh, probably a quarterback upgrade from what he had. Dak Prescott's good, but. Justin Herbert has potential to be a top three quarterback in the NFL. So uh, I think Allen has another good season in him, and we'll see if we get a little bit of an age discount, a a discount coming off uh, an injury-plagued season. So uh, I'm optimistic about Allen. That's one thing I always love to do is be able to play up how old someone is when I'm talking to people in my fantasy (laughs) leagues before we do the draft, where it's like, just to plant the seed, you know, look how old they are. They're they're not going to... You know, a little bit of doubt in their mind. That way you yeah. get that discount like you're yeah, talking about. they lost about. a step last year. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Tyler Lockett coming in at 19. This guy should have himself the same quarterback. The Seahawks are trying to re-sign Geno Smith. As mm-hmm. of right now, it seems like that's the direction that everything is going to land. So looking at Tyler Lockett here, how do you approach him? Yeah, I mean, he's uh, had such a high floor it's been incredible what he, and he's always underrated, right? Always. Even last year we thought, all right, Russell Wilson's gone. 
He's been Laka was a bit boom bust, but at the end of the day, he put up huge numbers for sure. So his floor by season was really tremendous. Still ends up with 84 catches over a thousand yards and nine touchdowns was 13th in fantasy points. He has been a top 16 scoring receiver and has at least eight touchdowns in five straight seasons. Wow. I mean, Tyler top Lockett, 16 and eight and, touchdowns. Yeah. And this is not a six foot five Mike Evans looking receiver. This no is way. an undersized, uh, extremely underrated uh, Tyler Lockett, eight plus touchdowns in five straight seasons. Last year, top 30 score in 13 of his 16 games. That's an over 80% hit rate. You feel really good about having him in your lineup. So he is 30 now, um, but it's incredible that he goes from Russell Wilson to Geno Smith and his fantasy floor was higher. Maybe yeah. the highest we've seen from him in his career. He's just a tremendous player and uh, uh, certainly a guy you can look for at, at your wide receiver two spot and feel pretty good about it. Absolutely. Another, There's a lot of guys I'm saying that about. It's just uh-huh. <laughs> there's so many, so much talent in this uh, in this vicinity. There seriously is one. Just look again. I know I said this to start the show, but looking at the wide receiver position, all of these names, everybody is just so good. And it's like, well, you can make a case for so many of these guys to move up the list if you knew mm-hmm. what the quarterback position was or if they made up, you know, an upgrade here or there. So all right, let's move ahead to number 18 with Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper's season last year was so interesting because as long as Jacoby Brissett was under center. Mm-hmm. He looked pretty good. And then Deshaun Watson came back. That offense seemed to really struggle with Deshaun Watson under center. So looking into a full off season with Deshaun Watson as his quarterback, how are you approaching Amari Cooper? Yeah, so uh, you're right. And look, I think a full season of Deshaun Watson will help things. Obviously, he came out slow last year and then was a little better in the final couple games of the season. But uh, Cooper did have one of his better seasons going from Dallas to Cleveland. Who would have thought 78 for 1160 and nine touchdowns was the mm-hmm. number 10 scoring receiver. A little misleading because he was held up for the whole season with 17th in points per game. But nonetheless, a wide receiver too, pretty much all season long. And you, you felt good about him. A top 20 fantasy receiver in his career now in eight of his 10 seasons uh, was 10th this season. I just mentioned that that actually matched a career best. So this just continues a trend where Cooper has been a solid wide receiver too, but just has not gotten really over the top. We just have to accept that's that's kind of what he is. Yeah. Uh, seven plus touchdowns in five of his last six seasons. And actually, uh, second at receiver in end zone targets last year. So they got him the ball near the goal line. That's something we want to see going forward. So uh, Cooper, again, just solid, high floor. You know what you're going to get. He's still, uh, he came into the league young, so he's mm-hmm. still kind of in his prime. He's approaching 30, but nothing you have to worry about right now. Feels like he's been in the league forever. It, it does. It yeah, does feel that came way. Came in super young. Yeah. And he is not always, it hasn't felt like the sexy pick uh, a lot of times, but I feel like with everything that we've just talked about, everything you described, he found a spot here in this Browns offense and they are us- utilizing him on a uh, on a game-by-game basis. Wide receiver 15. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver 15, man. With Jacoby Brissett under center for more than half the season. I think that's mm-hmm. a huge part about it. All right, let's talk about Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, who only played 12 games this last year, excuse me, 13 games this last year, banged up. There were a lot of things going on with that 49ers offense. Went from Jimmy Garoppolo, sorry, went from Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo to Brock Purdy. So there were a lot of things under center on top of the injury that he had. Plus, they brought in Christian McCaffrey, which sort of, you know, bought into that role of Debo didn't have to necessarily mm-hmm. maybe have as many carries as he did. So, Looking at Debo and everything that happened last year, how are you approaching him in this way too early setup for 2023? Yeah. Oof, I don't know if I should talk about him because he's the uh, guy last offseason where I was like, look, uh, I don't know why so many people are down on him. You know, he just he was so good the year before and I kind of bought into it and drafted him on a few leagues and uh, didn't go so didn't hot go for great. me. I, I wasn't uh, didn't work out. <laughs> 
great with Debo last year, uh, receiving basically cut in half from the year before in terms of yardage. He went from almost 1,400 yards to 632 and two touchdowns, from six receiving to two receiving touchdowns. Rushing, same kind of thing, from eight rushing touchdowns to three. From third to 28th in fantasy points per game, just plummeted there. Uh, One of the problems was where the location of his targets were. He had an 8.7 average depth of target in 2021. That fell to four, was dead last at uh, receiver last year. It was all short area stuff, didn't allow as many big plays. Still the best at receiver with the ball in his hand, so there's room for hope for a bounce back for him because of uh, how he is a playmaker and how they utilize him in the run game. Who's but throwing him the football, though, next year, Mike? Yeah, that's what we're going to figure out. I don't know that uh, because <laughs> his, his catch, you know, uh, his actually his catch rate versus expected, catch rate over expected, was dead last at receiver. So really? whoever was throwing it wasn't getting the ball to him well enough, certainly not as well as the year before. Uh, look, this is just a guy that um, is kind of used like a receiving, uh, a heavily utilized receiving uh, running right back, back right now. Um, and it's going to limit his ceiling a bit. He doesn't get a lot of work near the goal line as well, despite all them touchdowns he scored a couple years ago. So I have some reservations, but, you know, he's he's really good. They're going to find ways to get the ball in his hands and in PPR that should allow a lot of uh, a lot of touches. But you're right. We have to figure that out. Trey Lance, Brock Birdie, someone else. Uh, yeah. We don't know right now. Remember, you might say it's definitely Purdy, right? But he's going to be hurt. What, he had surgery, he's out for six months. You I don't know, think he's be he, out for a he while, hasn't had so. surgery yet. They had to push it back because of sure. swelling in his elbow, so they're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Uh, so that's going to be a uh, uh, huge question mark. Mm. Huge question mark because you talk about talent. Debo Samuel belongs on this list without question. He can be way higher up on this because of that, but we got to figure out who's under center throwing him the football because, like you said, last year was really tough. Yeah, and they're still going to have Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, all those players who be involved in this offense. So I think... Uh, it might be a little bit more boom bust from from this offense next year, and uh, if they do struggle to lock down that quarterback spot, it could be inconsistent. But I, bl- I believe in Kyle Shanahan, so that's why I still think Kyle, uh, Debo uh, belongs in this wide receiver two mix. That's fair, totally fair. All right, let's move ahead and talk number sixteen. And I love this guy. Everybody loves this guy. Garrett Wilson comes in here, and Garrett Wilson, if again, if he had an established real quarterback throwing him the football, his ceiling is what. Mike Clay. He has an elite ceiling. I thought he was tremendous last year. Um, you know, I just said something I was wrong on with Debo Samuel, so I'll say something I was right on, which was Garrett Wilson over Elijah Moore. For sure. You know, I, I liked him much more. Went with the pedigree last year. That one worked out if you went that direction. Mm-hmm. 83 catches, almost 1,100 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, still only 30th on a points-per-game basis at wide receiver. Uh, he kind of had the the slow start, and then he you mentioned the quarterback issues. He kind of had some some major duds, but also had some huge games and had a stretch there where he was one of the better receivers in fantasy. But again, much like Chris Olave, who already talked about, big-time target share, 25% as a rookie last year, was sixth at wide receiver in targets, 13 end zone targets, was fifth best. The big uh, concern or problem area was catch rate, 56%. That was poor something that can certainly be solved if they improve the quarterback position. So (laughs) this is a guy right now, maybe a little undervalued, even in a dynasty from a dynasty perspective, because if they sign or acquire Aaron Rodgers, the hype is going to get out of control because he would essentially be his, I don't want to say Demonte Adams, but he would be his number one receiver. This is going to be his go-to guy in this offense. Uh, Garrett Wilson looks again. We had some. It was we knew it was a good receiver class last year. We knew that, and Garrett Wilson is one of the headliners for sure. Absolutely, the idea that both both 
Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave will hopefully get an upgrade at the quarterback position. It's just really exciting because both those wide receivers are so good. All right, let's move ahead. We got a few more to talk about to close out the top 12. We got DeAndre Hopkins coming in at 15. I don't want to say this one surprises me a little bit, but it surprises me that he's as high as he is given his age, the fact that he missed half the season last year. So talk to me about why you like DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, uh, he's going to turn 31, uh, and we have to keep an eye on this one. He is under contract with Arizona, but remember like at the end of the season, he kind of said goodbye. That was a weird... Yeah, and Mm -hmm. so we don't know for sure if he's going to stick around with this new regime in Arizona. We'll keep an eye on that, but... Uh, the reason he's still in the top 15 is what he did when he came back last year. He sh- he showed no signs of age at all. 64 catches, 717 yards, three touchdowns in nine games. He was ninth in fantasy points per game. Uh, and that was after, look, the year before I was worried about him. He was 20th in points per game in 2021 and really bounced back in a big way last season. Target share was my big red flag with him last year. He went from 20% in 2021 to 29% last season. So um, a big jump. Um, now, how much of that jump, though, was because they just continually rotated through and they never had their full supporting cast of wide receivers? I think it was because it's DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, I mean, that's fair. Because uh, even earlier in the season, I mean, uh, Kyler Murray was force-feeding it to Hollywood Brown. That was his number one guy, and then he was out and Hopkins came in and he got him the ball as much as he could. And this is what this is the kind of target share you expect from DeAndre Hopkins, right? He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. So, um, But again, I, we don't know if he's going to be on the team. And if he is on the team, we don't know if Kyler Murray's going to play till week seven or eight because he may start on the PUP list. There's a lot of questions here, but DeAndre Hopkins, I still think, has another year or two left at, of high level play. So, conser- you know, kind of a conservative 15th for now. We'll see where he, where he lands. Nuke has a cap hit of $30.7 million, and 22.6 of that is dead money. Not great. From over the cap. Mm-hmm. Love those guys over there. So, Obviously, if they were to cut him, they're not going to be saving a lot of money. They're going to just, they would eat a bunch of it. So got to figure out what it is that they would do with him. Mm-hmm. Boy. All right. Let's move ahead to 14. Another question mark here at wide receiver. Been a lot of rumors surrounding T Higgins. I, I don't even know what to say. Mm. T is so good. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's rumors, but it's just kind of someone like someone speculated. Could Dude. he become available or something? I don't think he's going to. And some of the trade rumors that I've seen out there on Twitter. Listen, I love... And hate Twitter as much as the next person. But some of those rumors are like, who came up with this? Who said that this was going to be good? Like, I just can't. I haven't seen a lot that I feel like makes a lot of sense. So when you look at T. Higgins, you know, how are you valuing him? How are you looking at him? Yeah, uh, I didn't like how this season finished. Honestly, that worries me a little bit. A little over a thousand yards, seven touchdowns in 16 games this season. He was 19th in fantasy points. That's how that's a step back from last year, right? He had actually this his stat lines this year and last year almost exactly identical. Catches exactly the same yardage off by about eight, uh, 60 yards, touchdowns off by one. 
Uh, but he was 13th in fantasy points per game last year. He fell to 19th this year um, because he played two more games, right? So um, definitely a step back. Uh, target shell, shell, uh, target shell, <laughs> target shell, target share. Let's, get, let's do target shells from now on. Target shells. That's <laughs> like fantasy it's like, mixed with uh, uh, Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. Yeah, That's exactly right. Been playing that with the girls too much. Um, but yeah, target share fell from 24 to 18 percent. And that was really apparent down the stretch. We saw more Jamar Chase getting him the ball as much as they could. And uh, Higgins kind of lost out a little bit. Also, five end zone targets. Yeah. You know how big this guy is? Five end zone targets. Isn't he 6'4"? I mean, he's a a big wide receiver. He's a big receiver. Exactly. 45 receivers and more uh, end zone targets last season. That's unacceptable and and certainly disappointing. Uh, I still believe in Higgins. He's very young, super talented. He's going to get paid. I think he'll still be the number two target in this offense for a long time. And that can be enough to allow him top 15 production. You know, can can this offense support two top 15 receivers most years? Absolutely. We've seen that a lot mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL. So um, I still believe in him. I think that he bounces back a little bit next season. All right. Let's talk about one more wide receiver here before we close this out, Mike. And we've got Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. Coming in at wide receiver 13. And I feel like this is a situation we would, I, I wonder how much there's going to be on Chris Godwin, given the fact that we told everybody, just keep waiting. If you draft this guy in the sixth round, seventh round, you're going to have a, a, a game changer. You're going to have someone to be able to help you have a league winner. Mm-hmm. And, and he kind of did. He kind of did. He kind of did. But I do feel like there was a, a ceiling to that. He wasn't the Chris Godwin that I was fully expecting coming back. And that was not just because, not because of him. That Buccaneers offense and Tom Brady obviously struggled. So. Yeah, so no doubt about it. Uh, he only scored three touchdowns. That's kind of why sometimes that'll kind of mislead you on what he really brought to the table. But where you drafted him, you, it paid, I mean, if I, if I, all right, so think about where you had him, what your ranking was on him in the offseason. If I told you he's going to catch 100 passes this year, you would have moved him up in your ranking, Absolutely. right? I mean, he got 104 passes over 1,000 yards, just the three touchdowns in 15 games. He missed a couple of games early on, still went over 100 catches, was 15th on a points-per-game basis. He's been, he's been top 15 four straight seasons now. He has had such a tremendous floor in fantasy, uh, exactly 81st in uh Average depth of target each of the last two seasons, so it's a lot of short-range volume for him, but uh, eighth in targets and sixth in catches last year. And again, that was with two missed games. The question becomes here, who's the quarterback? Same same analysis as with Mike Evans. We just don't yeah. know who that's going to be, but Godwin's the real deal. The target share is going to be good. Um, there are also a little, some trade rumblings with him as well. I think uh, our friend Bill Barnwell actually speculated he's a guy that could make sense for them to try to move on from. We'll keep an eye on that. For now, though, odds are he'll stick with Tampa Bay, and we'll see who the quarterback is. All right. Before I wrap this up, I want to ask you one question. Because there are obviously a handful, like we've said, this entire show, there's a ton of great wide receivers in this league. Someone that didn't make this list, I just want to ask you about him. I'm assuming he's not inside the top 12. It's Calvin Ridley. He is not in the top 12. Calvin Ridley is not. Okay, okay. Can confirm Calvin Ridley is not in the top 12. But I want to say this. Calvin Ridley's last full season in 2020 90 catches Mm -hmm. for 1,374 yards and nine touchdowns. That's a stat line that deserves to be on this list. Mm -hmm. But Calvin Ridley obviously missed an entire season last year. So how do you approach him coming into this year? Yeah, he is a tricky one. So check this out. He is entering his age 28 season with one career top 20 fantasy season. He missed all of 2022 Mm -hmm. and he missed most of 2021. Mm -hmm. So he's barely, he's played what, five games in the last two seasons He's already 20. He came into the league older. He's already 28. 
They have, I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons to be excited about this Jacksonville offense, Maybe right? there's more to be not Trevor excited Lawrence. about, too, Yeah, I mean, you have Christian Kirk, who is paid a lot. He's going to have a big role. Zay Jones looked like a fine. Evan Ingram is a free agent. We expect him to be back. Travis Etienne. I mean, I don't know. I'm Ridley. I mean, obviously, he's super talented, but I think he's going to be a little overhyped. I mean, you mentioned that great year. I mean, tw- his rookie year was also his only full season yeah. in the NFL. So there are more red flags than I think... Uh, we kind of acknowledge with him right now. I'm very curious to see what his ADP lands on. I think I'm going to probably going to be a little lower. Okay. I think there's going to be a lot of hype on Ridley. I think there's enough reasons for concern not to get too carried away. I have him 35th for now, maybe too low, but I want to see how things kind of play out here. With hey, this, man, really tough. Offense. Tough to figure out a guy who said, you said played five games over the last two years. It's not, again, not about it's talent, not nothing. Yeah. but it's about the idea that like we haven't seen him. So how are we? It's tough to project going into that. All right, we're going to come back in a little bit, uh, and we're going to talk about wide receivers one through twelve, Mike. Yeah, next episode. We're so going, uh, yeah, we did we did twenty four to twenty four to thirteen. Twenty four to thirteen here in this episode. Little tease, right? We're doing a little off season countdown here, so we'll get to the top twelve. All right, I'm excited about this. Yeah, let's do that. It's gonna okay. be fun. Some good players on our list. All right, that's going to do it for Mike and I. We will be back soon. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to love each other. Please be kind to yourself. You deserve that. And we will see you guys, I don't know, whenever we show up in your feed next. Until then, we love you. See ya. It's no secret, not a mystery. The one that we depend on for all our podcast needs. Graduate, full sell you. Alliance fan through and through with the hippest beard, I'm telling you, he's dead.